So let's see whether that gives me something cleaner. You dirty old man. Indeed. I reckon I could say that in in any flatter of an accent. We are not music, music. We're not going to drop it. We're not going to drop the fucking drop. We're just not doing it this week. <laughs> it's already playing. Um, it. Any anyone who's listened to more than one of these episodes has now got that playing in their head. Anyway. <laughs> Enjoy that earworm, folks. Trimming balls. Uh, episode two eighty four. Closing in on what? Irrelevance. Well, we've actually we're, we're, we're actually starting to. To level out the numbers now that we've decided that the NBA, you know, we, we couldn't we couldn't do two straight months of Ben Simmons' what will he do content. Yeah. So because the spoilers, we uh, still don't fucking know. But uh, no, well, by now you will have already heard our uh, our NBA preview podcast with uh, with the Godfather of Grime, Adam H. Photo, um, and quite appropriately this week we have an album from the Prince of Grime titled mm. The Prince of Grime. By a young, a nineteen-year-old fella called Yizzy. Not quite sure how he gets to call himself the Prince of Grime when the genre has been going longer than he's been alive. But I think he's kind of in on the. I wouldn't say in on the joke. I would say he's certainly. Um, this is a. This this album is a love letter to to the last twenty years of of grime uh, as much as anything. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I've got a question for you, though. Well, right? some of it anyway, because he certainly goes out of his way to, to try and flame some of the old heads in the, in the field yeah. while, while pouring that, praise on, on, on a few of the other of the old heads. But basically, everybody hates Wiley like, now, so it's not surprising he copped, he copped, a, bit of, copped a bit of flack. So, so this still has the, uh, you know, street cred guns and women's sort of lyrics to it, right? It does, although uh, it's not its bit. not quite as American. It, you know, it actually feels a no. little bit more grounded in, in reality. Yeah, so that's that's what I was wondering, right? Because like, a lot of these guys, that gu- guns and violence is actually their lived experience, you know. So for all me giving it shit as, you know, not the greatest content, though I still don't think they need to do the uh, degradation of women content, no yeah. matter what their lived experience is. Um, but in this case, but, it's less about strippers and more about stealing lame dudes' girlfriends. Mm. Which, if I guess you're 19 and straight out of high school, that's probably your yeah. lived experience. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I really like this. I thought it was back to that old school grime feel that I felt the first time I listened to Skepta. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. this album feels like Konnichiwa. It, it feels so much like Konnichiwa. Uh, and I don't know if that's good or bad. I don't know if what he's effectively done is done a tribute album to, you know, the last 20 years of grime or, or whether it's great that there's a, a, a an absolute young head who's decided that, he, that this is what he wants to be and this is the sound he wants to work with. He's, he's definitely sharp and he's got he's got good lyrics. I mean, the, um, I genuinely lolled at some of the some of the references in uh, Thierry Henry. Um, I mean, it was it, some of the some of the football puns actually made me laugh. So um, credit, credit. Oh, to that. Thierry, yeah, not offside. 
Um, oh, offside also has football uh, puns, but, but Thierry Henry was much cleverer with it, referencing Arsenal fans' TV and all kinds of uh, football in jokes. But, um, yeah, it was interesting. I mean, the, it, it's not just it's not just fucking you know thirteen tracks of, of shutdown. Although um, mm. the, the track called Grime really does feel like fucking uh, does feel like shutdown. Um, the, the track with Dizzy Rascal actually sounds like Body Count. You know, Ice, um, Ice T's old hip hop band has that really kind of yeah, heavy, heavy guitar kind of uh, uh, sampling. And there is a, a little bit of R and B waffling, yeah, in between. Hustle hard, and stay um, with it. I kind of suck. They've got that yeah. kind of sepo auto tune and trap beaty kind of shit going yeah. on. Yeah. Um, and then there's that kind of uh, three-part only... Prince of Grime freestyle where he basically just flames uh, well, a lot of his um, his sort of contemporaries with some high school level beef. Like you know, you you didn't talk to such and such <laughs> at, at this premiere, and he went off. And, and then the most the most English part of the whole thing is that at least on two situ- in two different points, he apologizes to the person's parents who he's flaming. He says, "Yeah, I think your parents your parents are probably quite nice, but I don't like you." Sort of thing. Sorry about the accent, folks. I didn't mean to didn't mean to make it racist. It, but it's- it it, re- it really um. We've just finished watching season three of Sex Education, and it was firmly in that in that sort of high school uh, over over mm. dramatic, um, you know, emotional battles. I guess yeah. was was the it was feeling a bunch I of nineteen year olds. Period. It's, it's what happens when you get nineteen year nineteen years old. He was definitely went after AJ Tracy in a big old way, which is fair enough because AJ Tracy's a wet blanket. Um, yeah, uh, there is a deal breaker though. I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. Prince of Grime came out in 2020. This the deluxe edition came out in 2021. Ah, really? So it's uh, yeah. Ah, so we can't even it, it can't even not eligible for our top fives. What a shame. Yeah, well, basically because uh, you know it was originally called Prince of Grime EP, and it was an EP, and it dropped in 2020. And he basically all he's done is he's taken the EP and tacked on a couple of singles that he also released in 2020 and 2019, and made a. A bigger lump of music from it. Yeah, okay. Which is uh, which I guess, I guess you can sort of do on Spotify. Yeah, just you can. To re-bump you can your stuff back it. up to the top. You're kind of self-aggregating. But it, but it doesn't work for us. Yeah, um, and the, the film clip to Grime, which is with with uh, JME in it, is actually um, it might be a good option for your New Year's Eve thing because it is, it is kind ah. of a a shot for shot remake of some various famous uh, Grime. Single film clips of the last eight, uh, twenty years. So there's you know bits well, that's of this and bits cool. of that. So you might want to check that one out. Yeah, um, yeah. very uh, very enjoyable to get back to a grime album that I sort of didn't have to feel like I needed to go and have a shower. <laughs> after yeah. I listened to it. Yeah, and it, was, uh, it had flaws, but you could kind of um, you could accept the flaws. You could um, yeah. You, you- uh, you forgive that from a nineteen-year-old. Yeah, dude and it was derivative sort of in places, but it was derivative. It, it was derivative from a place of love. You can see it was because he loved the, he genuinely loves the, um, the art form. And and by you know now it's we're talking about a, a genre that's older than he is. So this this is like us being into like fucking seventies punk uh, when we were nineteen. Mm. You know, it's not it's not the sort of thing that you know. It, it's nice to see that that, uh, that he's sort of carrying it on. So, so it'll it'll be interesting to see now that he's done his sort of. Uh, tribute album, I guess. You know, he, he's really stuck to his Konnichiwa version two point Yeah, he's stuck to the roots of the. What, like, what will he do 
what will he do when he sort of does his neck his next thing that that is his own thing? I guess. I think he's so wedded to the idea of being the Prince of Grime. I mean, he keeps telling us. I mean, the the word Grime was the most spoken word in this entire yeah, album. Word. Uh, to the point where he gets <laughs> quite upset if you call it drill or urban or what was the other thing. Uh, it was a there was something else he got what upset about. What you call about, it, drill? Yeah. Man, I call it grime. Just like, get back. Mm. I'm sorry about that. I'm just trying to do the voice without making it racist, and it's impossible. Impossible. It's impossible. Uh, it's impossible. Well. Yeah, it, it captures what it captures what the field is, for good and for ill, and uh, 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 that's, prob- that's probably a worthwhile contribution. Yeah, I- I'm definitely interested to... Like, I've been sort of scouting around for someone else in the genre that I could follow that seemed interesting, that was going to do interesting things. And I sort of think about, like, Format and Abs and how they aged their lyrics to, like, you know, they stayed true to their lived experience. They didn't Mm. keep trying to do the same thing because that's what made them popular, even though, you know, Abs and Format sort of slightly satirical lyrics is what, what got them there in the first place. But... So, but you're, I'm, um, I'm at it, least you're, a little bit. I was going to say, Pat, sometimes your lyrics shouldn't always follow your, your lived experience. I mean, that's what fucked Mike Skinner from the streets is that his his yeah. lived experience started his, being about it's you know, got got pretty boring. Yeah, it started being about having how much money he had and how you know and a touch yeah. he was, and it's kind of like, well, you know, this is your lived experience, but no, this is not particularly interesting. Also, oh, the Arctic Monkey stopped the, singing about not being able to get into clubs because the bouncers are cockheads, uh, and that was that was the high point of the art. Isn't that Tay Tay's format? You you just you know you make sure you have a breakup just before just before you drop an album. So you uh, it's also the Adele model. She's dropping her next album. Mm. Um, Sorry, the Adele Adele was who I was thinking yes. of, not Tay Tay. Isn't she dating Rich Paul? Not to go crossover with our with our. Um, yeah, I th- I think she is. Yeah, that might explain mm. why Rich Paul's doing such a shit job of of managing Ben Simmons. Um, whatever the fuck they're doing with his uh, with his bid to get out of town, uh, Rich Paul has yeah, got his hands full trying not to end up being the subject matter of Adele, comma thirty five when that comes out in five years. Uh, shall we move on to she had? And I have a proposal for you. We have a proposal for me. Is this rock's version of our? Um, uh, <sighs> First is of all, if you, the, call it, the... if you call it rock, you'll never be allowed into West Auckland again. <laughs> Why? What are you supposed to call metal. it? Metal rock? This is metal. Metal. This is metal? Okay. All right. Is Okay, so is this the metal version of our late career prodigy uh, being able to be older but still bringing a, a 90% version of the fire? This, this was a really good... Um, Quality synthesis of the last um, the last twenty years. Basically, everything they've done since uh, the General Electric and the um, the Pacifier uh, experience, shall we say? Uh, this is this is as good as they've sounded for for at least twenty years. Um, and the sound does feel kind of it feels like it's in that kind of space. I mean, they, they went for a period with obviously that General Electric, which was huge. And then they did their pacifier thing where they tried to soften off their sound and Americanize it. And that went horribly wrong. And then they came out in the mid-2000s with an extremely angry album called All Young Fascists. And this feels like the angriest album since then. But it's still got the, the tonality of, um, of some of the earlier stuff. I, I found it super solid. I, I, I think the only um, 
sort of tick against it and I don't know whether this is actually the album or whether it's just sort of my headspace this week is none of the songs really stuck with me like there, there didn't seem to be a riff or a, or a, a chorus that really stuck in my brain as for the whole week and it wasn't that it, like when I went back to it I didn't it wasn't like I found it boring or anything. It's just nothing really jumped out at me as the, oh, wow, this is the song that I, I, I want to go back to and put on again and again. It doesn't have now the pop hooks of, yeah, it doesn't have the pop hooks of General Electric um, or, or the self-titled She Had Album or all that. I mean, it, doesn't, it doesn't really have any of that because they're too busy being angry about, you know, the need to decolonise uh, society and, and get away and you know, stop Nazis and Hillsong people and, and shit like that. They are raging oh, against the dying enough. of the light, and it is cool as shit. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, you know, we haven't got more conservative and, and you know, protecting what's ours as we've got an older album, is it? Well, yeah, it, 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 is, an old, it is an full, older man metal album, because he sings about being worried about his kids and, um, uh, you know, fucking online Nazis and, and shit like that, and, and the, the shit that he finds his kids spouting. Um, and, and he's... It's about, I mean, Feel the Fire is about feeling old and tired from all the fucking, you know, the battles, uh, you know, the political battles of, of, you know, the 90s and 2000s and still fucking trying to, to fight these same fights over and over again. So it is, uh, yeah. it, it, it's not, they're not trying to be, you know, 20 something, 30 something, um, she had. The, um, the, the, they're telling, they're telling, you know, it, the, the story's just updating for the concerns of, of, of people in their 40s. And potentially 50s. I'm actually not quite sure how old the Sheehead boys are. Must be scary. Yeah, I would have thought they'd be be a little bit older than us. Well, they, well, they formed they formed in like 1988 in high school, I think. Yeah. So they're okay. they're probably yeah. you know they're probably a good five five to seven years older than us. So so yeah, they'd be nice. late 40s, early 50s by now. So I listened to the Bronx album straight after the Sheehead album. That's how they come in order. Uh, I. Don't know whether that's a good idea. Why? Because it because it, it made the Sheehead album sound a bit old and dirgy. Because uh, it, all you got was just a huge amount of fucking rock. <laughs> I'm guessing you like this oh, album more I love than this me. album. This is the best rock album I've heard in a long time because it has absolutely no pretenses of being anything else. Um, the last the last Bronx album I seem to remember had a lot was that all kind of screamo, hardcore punk kind of stuff. Yeah. But this. This is just unapologetic, high high fucking velocity armaments. It's it's just going off. It's ridiculous and stupid. High velocity is definitely definitely right. It's, um, it, it goes at an amazing rate. It is a. I had to remind myself these guys are from LA, and that kind of explains why they their take on punk rock is a is a bit more uh, Sunset Strip hair farmer than others. So there is a bit of an element of kind of <laughs> late eighties late eighties Guns and Roses, or even because um, the guy the. The yeah, guy's yeah. vocal does sound a little bit Buck Cherry, actually. And this is like, yeah. if Buck Cherry weren't fucking pruning cockheads, um, they might be able to produce something like this. No, I really enjoyed this album. Um, it was, um, it was some, it was a throw-in. I wasn't expecting to. I thought, oh, you know, I was, you know, kind of like the, the, the Bronx what, Five, I suppose it was. But no, I really enjoyed this album. You didn't. I just don't like. I don't. I don't really think it was their fault. I think I was just not not in the right headspace for it. Um, yeah, I, I, I just I just couldn't get into it. It was basically it. It was just a bit. It was a bit too. It was a bit too high paced for me. It was, a, it was a bit too megaphone. There were no. There was, was no fucking. Um, 
it was there was no slowing down for Fifty Zones in this album. It was it was, I mean, there was some tonal difference. I mean, um, Mexican Summer and Peace Pipe are slightly different sorts of songs, but um, most of it is just having a fucking having a good old thrash. Um, which of the three albums, which song can we put on for the boys? I did like the bonus track off um, Prince of Grime. Wasn't that just another version of Prince of Grime? No, oh, no. Oh, right. Um, only One. Uh, only You, I think. Only, only one. one. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, I didn't mind that one. Yeah, I, I really thought, man, no, this is going to be appropriate for kids. No. That's... And to be honest, she is also probably a bit too angry. So yeah. They'll get some good education about decolonisation and... Um, and, and words of that effect. Um, all right. What have you got that is new? All right. What are we doing here? I'm going to go to the um, the random new indie rock bin, and I'm going to pull out a band called Daisy, D-A-Z-Y, which I believe is um, some dude doing lo-fi power pop from fucking... Portland or Seattle or somewhere in the Pacific Northwest and released a whole lot of singles over the last couple, a year or so uh, and he's basically just smashed them all together into an album and released them, which is basically what how music normally works. I mean, um, it's only on a technicality really now that I think of it that, that we're not allowing, you know, it, it's just because... It's just because The Prince of Grime had already been released last year that, that it can't be, you know, considered for this year, but... You know, if if they if he if they'd recorded them all as as singles across the course of the year and then just bundled them together as an album in uh, in twenty twenty one, it probably would have worked. But uh, anyway, that was a complete tangent. Uh, I, I did have an album that I was very tempted to pick just to hear you read out the uh, bio, which is unsolicited advice by the boys, as in B U. O-Y-S. Yes, so, I like the boys, but unfortunately that's like a six-track EP, I think. Yes. Because um, we, so we listened to their, their EP, the last EP that came out. Now, they're really good. I was really disappointed when I saw that was only an EP. I thought, fuck, I'm waiting for these guys to put out an album because they're good. Ah, it is too. All right, so I'm going to go something a little heavier. I'm going to go Vengeance by 12-Foot Ninja. Is that just two six-foot ninjas sitting on each other's shoulders? or? <laughs> They're a alternative metal band from, I think, from Melbourne. Uh, and I think I got them into a mix from a Mr. Bungle mix. So oh, that's promising. We'll see how that goes. So the Daisy album was called Maximum Blast Super Loud, the first 24 songs. <laughs> it does have the feel of a compilation. I'm not sure if that makes it an album or not. I have to think about whether that's an album. Uh, well, the, other, the other thing's an EP, so yeah, that's the album. So we'll put that in. And it was uh, Twelve Foot Ninja. Let me add that to the Sh- shop. Shall we? Shall we go? Shall we go Coldplay for the uh, Joker? Uh, <laughs> why would you? Why would you want to do? Why would you want to do that? Why would you want to do that? <laughs> I just say that just to. Just, just no, no, you must. You, that, yeah, a- you sure you say it, but you know, at some stage I have to take it seriously. Is Trawford Ninja one like of those metal imagine. bands that, that that sort of writes its name in a font that nobody can read? No, it's written just Twelve Foot Ninja. Is this a nut? This isn't an Australian versus. No, they're, no, they're, they're not using they're not using there. death metal font. We can actually read their name, so that's uh, all right. <laughs> um, what have you got on your? I haven't really got anything left in my in my Joker list. Um. Well, 
how about well, I got two choices for you. Um, Tim Rogers has done an album with the Hard-Ons. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not confident that's not going to suck. And Alabama Three have got a new album. Oh, okay, yeah, let's do that then. All right, so that sounds good. All right, he says off mic. Did you see that um, that that dude who who had the the who made up the list of of was it Pitchforks or Rolling Stones 500 worst albums? I did see a, a little um, something about that, but didn't follow it down the um. The, the rabbit, he's probably just probably just as well because I think it t- probably took you take you about an hour to get to the bottom of it because he literally just made up 500 bullshit albums album like they reviews. didn't exist, but but the. It was that just an insane amount of work, but it was um, incredibly funny. It, you know, obviously, obviously they didn't all land all the jokes, but um. the, the the bits that I saw had a very pitchforky uh, way of writing, and that's what I yes. think confused me. I was like, is is this is this actual albums like? You know, someone fit, tried to find the worst bios for you to read out on Spotify or something because that's that's the feeling it had. That's kind of why it worked, I think, um, was because it, because of that that exact element. But uh, no, it was it was fucked up. But it reminded me that was of um, that was pretty much how the in the worst possible taste got started. Was was a, a, just had this mad spasm of creativity and kept coming up with ideas for a, ter- a terrible song titles and. That was basically what what triggered the whole thing was the idea of having this huge list of terrible song titles and terrible band na- uh, terrible album names, and then the rest of the rest of it kind of evolved out of that. Um, you just do wonder, like, I, I I did have the time and and the sort of job where I could just tool around doing that sort of shit, but I just don't anymore. I really do admire someone who puts that much effort into a joke. Yeah, I don't know what the backstory of the dude was, but um, it uh, it looked interesting. I, I did uh, I did get some follow up from um, from Dave Graney about that film clip that I was uh, talking about last week. He um, uh, he told me where he bought the suit for that film clip, which was <laughs> nice. Nice to get a little bit of context uh, from a shop called Rocker in Carnaby Street in Melbourne. Oh, so, lovely! There you go. And he thinks it was recovery. Well, it. it- it, it had to have been um, 95, 96, because that's when, that's when the song came out. The, the song came out, yeah. And it would make sense for it to be recovery. They just would have, they would have matched the set to his- Set to, to his To his, his particular aesthetic, yeah. And, uh, so, so it was in the 90s, but looked like it came out in Yes, it looked like 1972. I think I, was, I tweeted about it saying, you know, this is probably the mid-90s, but it could have been, it could well have been 1972. Like the, like it would the, have been the ABC's very first color television broadcast. It would have been amazing to be at live, to be like looking at the crowd dressed in nineties gear, and then looking at that band with the flowing locks and the pink velour suit. And, oh, but that sort of shit was, you know, it wasn't, it, it wasn't exactly out of time to, to you know, because the seventies, no. seventies had multiple comebacks, and the sixties had a big comeback in that period too. So, yeah. And and op shop shopping was definitely a thing back then. Yeah, because we were all broke as shit. <laughs> shit, yeah, that's right. Um, all right, Doc. Lovely to talk tunes with you again. And you, sir. Um, I still I feel a little bit more awake now, so I'm gonna, you know, take that awakeness and go back in time to our previous podcast, which is not yet recorded. And um... people don't want to know how the sausage is made. <laughs> Oh, and the vegans. It's a flat circle. All right, see you, Doc.
Drop the flat circle because it's had a puncture. How deflating. See you next week. See ya. Why does it think I'm a guest? I was logged in. Not logged in? I was logged in. Anyway. Oh, who cares? Fuck off.